Just after 9 o'clock, good morning. This is Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. And coming up at 9.30 is the Sunny Melindra Show. But the inspirational hour begins now with God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. The following is sponsored by GodandOurDogs.com. And this is Bernie Radio. Hi, I'm Ashley Pfeiffer. And since 1916, Kendall County Abstract's goal is to be the premier title company in Kendall County. Kendall County Abstract provides real estate closing services and title insurance to both individuals and businesses. All work and research are done in-house. So when you have questions and want high-quality service, Kendall County Abstract is ready to help. Call 830-816-2131 or find us at kcac.net. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. Welcome to God and Our Dogs with Meg Greer. Join us online at GodandOurDogs.com. Subscribe, share, and stay. Now here's your host, Meg Greer. Welcome to God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Our vision on God and Our Dogs is discovering a new perspective and rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. How does it happen? The same way our other relationships grow, spending time together, learning about one another, developing trust, and experiencing transformation. Dog stories told on the show reveal God in new ways. We look in the mirror of our dogs. In the reflection, we find aha moments, bringing to light a deeper understanding of love, value, purpose, and belonging. Find us at GodInOurDogs.com. Click follow on God and Our Dogs page on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast site and on YouTube, where you will find special bonus material from our guests. Thanks to the folks at Wheeler's Western Outfitters for a great spot to record our show. Trenton Teat is our guest today. Trenton is the owner of Ballroom Baths and Construction Design. He is also author of Love is Stronger Than Death, a memoir about how he gained victory over fear by experiencing God's power and love. His family dogs would introduce him as kind and gentle. Welcome, Trenton. We're so happy to have you. So glad to be here, Meg. Thanks for having me. Yes. Well, you have an amazing story. But before we get to that, I'd like for people to hear about your family dogs. You didn't really grow up with dogs, but you wanted your son to have one. Yes. Yes. We did not grow up with dogs. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us why you wanted your son to have a dog. Well, we wanted our son to have a dog because he's an introvert Mm -hmm. and he didn't have too many friends. So, and he, he actually asked for a dog. So... It took me years to, you know, get a wrap my head around getting a dog because I didn't grow up with dogs. So right. I didn't understand the importance of having a dog and a mm-hmm. love for a dog. You know, you see these commercials, you see people going around, you know, the neighborhood walking their dogs like, do they really like this? You know, <laughs> so I, I never grew up. So I didn't understand. So it took me a long time. I didn't want dogs to be on my furniture. So once I got put that behind me. I said, okay, you know what, let's let's get him a dog. It'll teach him responsibility. It'll mm-hmm. teach him promptness. It'll teach him to think about other things other than himself. So right. getting him a dog was a, was a great option. So tell us how you found the dog and what the dog's name is. Long story short, 
my I went to my wife and I said, "Honey, you know what? Let's get let's get um, Nicholas a dog." And she said, "Are you serious?" I was like, "Yeah, let's let's get him a dog, a dog." <laughs> <laughs> Notice I said a dog. I said, yes. "Let's get him a dog." She was like, "Okay, great." The next week, I come home. I mean, the kids are screaming, hollering, oh, my God, this is awesome. I walk through the door. There's two dogs running around my house. <laughs> and I'm like, I was standing there almost like in disbelief. Like, are you kidding me? What, when, is, when is the other one leaving? <laughs> I can remember like it was yesterday. She said, no, that's his brother. And I found both of them on the street, and I couldn't leave his brother. So I was like, oh, my goodness. So they named one DJ. And they named one Tino. So I had two dogs. I went from zero dogs to two dogs. Oh, boy. Family dogs, all of a sudden, instant. Yes. <laughs> so what kind of dogs were they? Oh, they were labs. Yeah. Yeah. Low energy dogs, too, to start out with. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So how did DJ and Tino end up blending into the family? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Having dogs, are, it's a big adjustment, you know, not just for the kids, it's for us too because, um, you know, like I said, we had to, you know, clean up behind them, uh, take them from walks. Uh, I put most of that responsibility on them because I wanted them to learn at a, at a young age. But it's a big adjustment, you know, buying the dog food, going to the vet, getting the nails trimmed. So it's like a... a, a part of a family it's like a, right. another son mm-hmm. I raised seven boys so it was like this was I uh, you know I had like nine boys now <laughs> well at least they were male you, you stuck with the male thing yeah 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 exactly <laughs> exactly well we do have a, we do have a cat precious so that's the it's only two girls and I was my wife and precious well I'm I'm glad there's a girl I wish it were a dog but a cat's okay yeah, yeah. a cat is okay that's a whole nother story <laughs> yeah I know that's another show oh my goodness. yeah no problem yes so did it did having the dogs uh produce the re- desired result yes. for your son yes actually did a lot um he went through a lot as far as us moving to um, Texas, because mm-hmm. we were originally from um, Chicago. So when we moved up here, like I said, he didn't have many friends before we moved. And then we moved again, you know, to Texas. And this was a different place, different region, so different school. So by us moving and getting acclimated to having a dog, it taught him character. It taught him how to be prompt. It taught him how to get up in the morning mm-hmm. because he know if, if he didn't get up in the morning, the dog would, you know, go to the bathroom in his bedroom, and he didn't want to smell that. So it only happened one time. So once that happened, he got up every morning, that you know, enough. even 6, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we saw that it built a lot of character within him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's really cool. So how how old is DJ at this point? DJ is 13. Well, I'm sorry. DJ is 10 years old. Uh-huh. Yes. Wow. So he's grown up with your son pretty much then, hasn't he? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know we say DJ. I know we focus on DJ right now, right. but Tino had died. Well, yeah, yeah, tell us about Tino. Yeah. Um, how long did Tino live? Um, he lived for 
He lived for four years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And actually, that's that's the back end of the story as far as having a dog and the love of, you know, having a dog. I didn't know. I thought, like I said, when I saw people walking dogs and I see people in the neighborhood, you know, kissing on their dogs, I thought that was like, ugh, like, how could this be possible? But, and when I didn't have dogs, I was like, well, they're going to be eating on my, they're going to be scratching on my furniture. So I bought up all of these, uh, this whole list of why I didn't want a dog. Uh-huh. And then when we got the dog, Tino ate one of my alligator boots. Uh-oh. So this was like, this is why I didn't want a dog, you know, screaming. And I was like, I'll never forgive this dog, you know. But when Tino got sick and we had to, you know, repeatedly take him to the vet, and then he eventually, we had to eventually put him down because he couldn't even hold himself up. Oh, my. And we took him to, uh, we put him in the car. We took him to go get him put down. And when they put the needle in him, you know, and he began to breathe slow and my sons began to cry, you know, I looked over at them and I looked and I was, it was like a family member was dying. Yeah. So at that point, I looked and I was I was like, man, I never knew that I would love a dog. I never knew that that love existed. Mm-hmm. And I finally felt it for the first time. And when I felt it, I immediately forgave him for, for eating my boots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, isn't it, it, it's such a mirror of our, God's love for us. He doesn't hold it against us when we eat his alligator boots, so mm. to speak, does he? Mm. All we need to do is ask him for forgiveness, and it's there. Yes. That's so interesting. Um, as I mentioned before, you've got a big story about growing up. But before we get to that, I think I'd like to take a little break and tell you and our listeners about our sponsor today, Kendall County Abstract. Kendall County Abstract has been our family's title company for 60 years. Whether a simple or complex transaction, Kendall County Abstract provided our family and our businesses with the best service in both real estate closing and title insurance. Kendall County Abstract will do the same for you. When you need a title company, Ashley and the Kendall County Abstract team are there to serve. Call 830-816-2131 or visit online at kcac.net. God and Our Dogs has great sponsors. Please thank them when you see them. Branscombe Law, Wheeler's Western Outfitters, Kendall County Abstract, and the Rivers Team with Phyllis Browning. Because of them, we have a wonderful website, godandourdogs.com, with bonus material inspired by show guests on the Want a Treat page. Check out the show website for regular updates, resources, and thoughts to ponder. That's godandourdogs.com for lots of treats. Discover a new perspective. God and our dogs. This is Androesian, and you're listening to God and Our Dogs on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. We are back on God and Our Dogs. This is Meg Greer, your host. Joining us today is Trenton Teat, owner of Ballroom Baths and Construction Design, as well as author of Love is Stronger Than Death. Trenton, before the break, you told us about making dogs a part of your family as a dad both dj and tino dj who's still with us and unfortunately tino who's no longer but gave us wonderful lessons in love and forgiveness 
And um, before the show, Trenton, you mentioned to me that you didn't have dogs growing up, but you wished you had. What difference do you think having a dog in your family growing up would have made? Oh, it would have taught me the same responsibilities that my son learned mm-hmm. after, you know, receiving uh, two dogs. Um, like I mentioned earlier, you do receive, you can love a dog like you love a human being. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a, obviously it's a difference, but it is a space in your heart for right. a dog, right. you know, for you to love a dog, an animal. I would have learned a lot, you know, yeah. you know, a lot of a care. Cause I was, yeah, I was pretty much into myself and my own, doing my own thing when I was young. It would have taught me how to get up early, you know, mm-hmm. how to, you know, care for them, how to feed them, and you know, take responsibility. Yeah, you know. yeah. Well, you didn't grow up in Texas. You mentioned moving down from Chicago. What was life like growing up in Chicago? Oh, it was pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. Pretty rough. We grew up on the south side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. So we grew up in. The, you know, a gang-infested area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't sound like much has changed. How did you cope with that? Actually, it was, I mean, I know I'm in Bernie, Texas, and this may go across pretty weird, but it was actually kind of normal. It was like a normal life. Like, Mm -hmm. we're sitting here, you know, in the middle of the store talking, on, you know, doing this radio cast, broadcast, and, and somebody... Like back in Chicago, somebody, you know, come in and rob this place while we doing the radio. You know, we would still be sitting here. We wouldn't jump and hide under the behind, you know, boots and racks. And we'd sit here and we'd be like, you know, probably with our hands up like, and just watch him, you know, get his money and leave. Uh-huh. You know, if that happened here, people would start just freaking out. So it was like normal. And then after he leave, they'd be like, call the police and the police come. And we would probably try to finish the show. Yeah. You know, that's how norm, it was so normal to grow up like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and we thought the rest of the world was like that, but, wow. it, but it wasn't. Yeah. It's amazing how resilient we are as people as far as coping with our environment. So how did you meet God? I met him because like in the book, I talked about love is stronger than death. I met him when I was 12 years of age. Mm-hmm. I was sitting on the porch and... My mom, she would always watch these, you know, TV evangelists. And, you know, we'd go outside or play, whatever. But you couldn't disturb her. She was really religious. And one day I was 12, and, you know, I was sitting on the porch, and I heard a voice, you know, call me, Trenton, you know, come here. And I went in. My mom was on the couch. And I said, yeah, it was in my, actually, it was my mom's voice that I heard clearly. And I went in there. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm here. And she was like, what do you want? I said, you just called me. And she was like, I didn't call you. And I was like, my mom, she would joke a lot. You know, our shirts be off. She had pinch our backs, all types of stuff she would do to us, you know? So we, I thought she was playing. So I went back on the porch and then I heard like 10 minutes later, she was like, Trenton, you know, come here. So I went back and I stood in front of the, in front of her. And I was like, mom, what do you want? Quit playing. She said, boy, if you don't get out of my face, I did not call you. So what I did, I went to the, um, like a hallway, that separates before you go outside. So I hid in the hallway and I looked at her while she was watching TV and I stood there for like 10, 15 minutes and, you know, she didn't say anything. So I snuck outside, closed the door and I sat on the porch. 10 minutes later, she was like, Trenton, come here. So I burst through the door, stood in front of the TV and I said, mom, quit playing. What do you want? 
And then she jumped up. She was like, boy, if you don't. And then she stopped and she smiled at me with tears in her eyes. And she said, and she turned off the TV and she sat me down and she said, I understand what's going on. And I said, what? She said, that wasn't me calling you. That was the Lord. Wow. That's pretty powerful. In your mother's voice. So it was familiar to you. Yes. Yeah. So how did that change your life? At, when it first happened, it was kind of weird because when she sat me down, she said, you may not understand it right now, but the next time you hear that voice, she said, just sit down, you know, um, get on your knees and raise up both of your hands and say, Lord, here, here I am. Um, use me. And like, I forgot about that. So like four months passed and my father was in the shower and the same thing happened. And he always called me. He never called me Trenton. He always called me Trenchard. Uh-huh. He's from the South. Yeah. Like Trenchard. So he was in the shower. We only had one bathroom. So when he called me, he was like, Trenchard. And I was like, this kind of weird because he never calls from the bathroom. So when I went in there, I was like, knocked on the door. What do you want? He was like, I didn't call you. And I was like, okay. So I went back in my room. And then I, 10 minutes later, he was like, Trenchard. So I knocked on the door. He's like, who is that knocking on the door? I was like, this, you just called me. He said, well, I didn't call you if you knock on this door again. You know. <laughs> so I went back in my room, and it didn't dawn on me that this was happening again. So what happened, he screamed the last time, calling, Trenchers. And I paused and said, you know what? I remember my mom said it. So I got on my knees, raised up both my hands, and I said, Lord, here I am. Wow. And so what happened from there? I would I would like to say that I went to church right away and everything but I didn't I ended up joining the gang wow yeah and I end up um they I found out they was after me because some stuff had went down and I dropped out of high school mm-hmm. and when I dropped out of high school my father was real strict he was like look just go to another school so I explained to him you can't go to another school you know it's the same side of gangs is that 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 school they get you there so he was like well you're not going to be lazy lay around you're going to i'm gonna teach you to trade so that's when he started teaching me to trade but they caught up to me four and a half years later wow i'm just gonna say what happened (laughs) i know you're still sitting here with me thank goodness but was it an easy road when they caught up with you um one day we well within that to make it short because i know we don't have that much time but within that two and a half year period two or three and a half year period um, I couldn't walk without a four-block radius. And one of these days, you know, we was dressed up, me and my friends, and we was like, man, let's go into this neighborhood. You know, he was like, man, we've been in the neighborhood almost three years, you know. So I was like, let's just go over there. We was filling ourselves. So we went up there, and we went to this restaurant four blocks from my house. And we went into this restaurant, and it was one way in, one way out. And and when I when, when the guys that was after me those um, three years ago, they came into the restaurant, so we saw them, and then it was three of them, it was two of us, so he walked out. So he came back in, and he leaned over the counter, and he had a gun in his pocket. Oh, wow. So we didn't have a gun on us, so I knew. You know, I looked at my friend that was with me, and death was all in his eyes. Uh-huh. So we couldn't call the police because the people who worked at the restaurants, they was on the same side of the gang as the people that had us cornered in the restaurant. Oh, great. So I remember listening to my mom because the Bible talks about how to, you know, listen to your mom and your dad and don't forsake what they, you know, say. And she always taught us the Bible, but we didn't listen. But at at that point, we realized, like, man, this is the way to go. So I turned to the corner and I asked God, I said, Lord, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for what I not know of. 
And I said, if you let me make it out of this, I promise I'll get saved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So to make a long story short, God protected you that day, didn't he? Oh, yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, yes he did. I just, you know, in reading your memoir, I, it's just amazing to me how, um, you know, we, we as people look to our dogs. Sometimes we have um, guard dogs or dogs for protection. And sometimes, you know, we depend on our friends or our father. But really, it's only our Heavenly Father that can save us. And people have to read your book to find out how you were saved that day. Oh, my goodness. Literally and figuratively speaking, it, it's an amazing story. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. Well, um, so in your book, you say at, towards the end, death cannot kill love. What did you mean by that? Um, that's kind of tricky way to answer it without you know telling some part of the book but I have to tell you this part for you to fully understand it sure so I kind of make it brief okay um when I went outside the restaurant they put a gun to my head where they beat me with it where they put a gun to my head and they couldn't pull the trigger they pulled the trigger but the gun was jammed Mm -hmm. and they was like we just finished using this gun so they put it to my head again. So three times it jammed. So they were so frustrated, they started beating me with it and knocked me unconscious. When I came to it, they was like, hurry up, drop the brick on his face. A wow. guy had went and tried to drop a brick on my face. Mm-hmm. But I just had enough room to get up and to sprint away. And when I sprinted away, they grabbed me by my jacket and it split, the zipper split straight down the middle. And I came up out of it. So I had to say that because years later, I didn't know how to what I was going to name the book. And then God told me, I said, God, how did I survive that day? Because other friends that i know known have died in certain situations like that. And he told me, he said, son, he said, before you left out of that restaurant, you covered yourself in love by asking me to come into your heart. He said, they put a gun to your head three times. They beat you with the gun and knocked you unconscious. And they tried to drop a brick on your face. He said the reason why they couldn't kill you, son, is because love is stronger than a death. That's just about one of the most powerful things I think I've ever heard. That's really just amazing on so many different levels. Yeah, God is good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've been reading lately, too, about the power of the number three. Third day, and I never realized this, on the third day, God said it is good twice. It's a double-blessed day. So three has a powerful spiritual number. And he saved you more than three times that day, three times in the gun and then three different ways. So you were double blessed that day. That's really amazing. And it actually goes back to the, to the dog, like DJ, Uh like I never knew that that love existed for a dog. And it's like, it's like you growing up, me growing up without a dog, people growing up without Jesus. But then as he, once you find out that he died for your sins, like DJ died, as soon Mm -hmm. as he died, I forgave him for his you know, for eating my boot. Yeah. And, but once you come into the realization that Jesus died for you and all for your sins, you begin to experience that love that you never knew existed. That's amazing. Amazing comparison that we can identify with from that standpoint. Trenton, tell us, where can we find your book? Um, it's in a local bookstore in Bernie at the bookshop, uh-huh. downtown Main Street. And you can go on, on Amazon.com and order or you can order the book off on trentonteat.com. Uh-huh. And the name of the book, again, is Love is Stronger Than Death. 
Yes. Um, tell us just a little bit about, we don't have a lot of time, but just tell us a little bit about ballroom baths and construction design. Ballroom baths and construction design. We started off with ballroom baths and home design until we started doing commercial projects. As you uh-huh. know, we just built out our church, uh, City Hills Church. In, in Congratulations. Burnham, That's Thank great. You. Thank you. Uh, we've always did commercial, but that was one of the biggest commercial projects we've done. And we're about to start moving towards doing more uh, commercial projects throughout mm-hmm. Texas and um, um, Illinois. Mm-hmm. But we do remodeling kitchens and baths. And a lot of people ask us, how do you? You know that name, ballroom baths. Well, we make your bathroom into a ballroom. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. short story. And we're super excited. Um, we came to Texas, and we had to start from scratch. What made our business grow so fast is that our design process. We get to show people how their um, project looked in full detail and in color before swinging a one hammer. That's so pretty cool. exciting. That's so cool. So do you have a website? www.ballroombaths.com. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, Trenton, thank you so much for being with us today. And I'm so pleased. We've known each other a long time, and it always makes me happy to hear your story. Thanks thanks for for being with us. Well, before we leave today, I just want to leave with a little bit of a thought to ponder, and that is, how is your dog relying on you today? Maybe God wants you to rely on him the same way. This is Meg Greer, and you have been listening to God and Our Dogs. I appreciate all of you, and thank you for joining us. You can listen to the show again on our website or subscribe on your favorite podcast site. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for show bonuses. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at GodInOurDogs.com and click follow. Subscribing and following help the show spread the word about discovering a new perspective to rely on God the way our dogs rely on us. Discover a new perspective, God and our dogs, godandourdogs.com. Hi, I'm Ashley Pfeiffer, and since 1916, Kendall County Abstract's goal is to be the premier title company in Kendall County. Kendall County Abstract provides real estate closing services and title insurance to both individuals and businesses. All work and research are done in-house. So when you have questions and want high-quality service, Kendall County Abstract is ready to help. Call 830-816-2131 or find us at kcac.net.